Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi, I'm the speechwriter for the President of the United States, Joe Biden. I know you're thinking Joe Biden makes a lot of gaffes. It must be frustrating to write his speeches, but you're wrong. Joe Biden is a brilliant orator. That's just how Zadu talk, talk, and type speeches, Jacko. We all know the classics. Next Snell, Narendra. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. The, it's not hypothetical. My bus been wet. My bus been wet. True international depression. True international depression. A lot of people laugh at these moments, but I, I don't get it. I mean, he nailed it. Didn't even rehearse or nothing. One take Biden, I call him. I really thought Drew national pressure was going to throw him for a loop, but nope. He's speaking a word from his teeth hole, like a splat. Sure, international pressure. There's more from? of that, by the way. That's oh, is I, that, I think the Babylon Bee. I want to hear all of it. He's speaking from his teeth hole, licking his spot. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just, our, our brilliant executive producer, Mike Hansen, edited that for length. I, would, oh, I want more. I don't care if it's ten minutes long. That's hilarious. Flat bad at That true and national pressure thing. That one. Is just I never get tired of hearing that and trying to figure out what he was saying. True international over pressure. Wow, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> oh. I mean, that was like a Charlie Parker jazz riff. The way those syllables rolled out of his mouth. Yeah, craziness. Do you want to hear from Brit Hume while we're on the topic? Yeah, why not? I, I don't care. We can do whatever in whatever order. I really don't care. Uh, we're going to be talking about the international. COVID crackdowns and the reaction to them. Stay with us. This is Britt Hume, who's a senior, um, uh, what do they call him, analyst on uh, on Fox News. And he's an old guy, and he suffers from old man moments himself. And he was talking about uh, his uh, contemporary, <laughs> Joe Biden, on Fox yesterday. That's 51, Mike. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, that was, uh, no, it is 51. Old man moment going on right here, 51. folks. Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't think it's at all clear that he intends to run again, but I do think that as a political matter, you have to say that. Because if you suggest or hint or or outright say that you're not going to run again, that makes you instantly a lame duck. Um, I think it's a far cry from certain he'll run again, and he'll be in any condition to. In fact, I think the thing we have to watch is the question of whether he serves at his first term. He's clearly deteriorating. He's clearly senile. And his health is, uh, despite his doctor's claims to the contrary, you know, when you're falling downstairs and so on, as he did climbing the stairs to Air Force One, um, that's worrisome. He's clearly senile, says Britt Hume. Now, if you're not a regular Fox watcher, he's a very steady journalist sort of guy. Old school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, him saying, just stating it as fact like that, well, it's, it's, it seems pretty clear, doesn't it? It absolutely does. It's funny. I have a couple of things side by side here from the Washington Post. Biden and aides tell allies he is running in 2024 amid growing Democratic fears. President Biden and members of his inner circle have reassured allies in recent days that he plans to run for election in 2024 as they take steps to deflect concern about the 79-year-old president's commitment to another campaign. Wait a second. Based on the polling I've seen, the fears and concern are that he will run, even among Democrats. Oh, no, no, no. He'll bounce back. He's he's dealt with that. He said uh, every president has a downtime. He will bounce back. Half of Democrats don't want him to run. I mean, that's extraordinary. 
Now, they get into in this article, some Democrats take a skeptical view of any public and private signals, dot, dot, dot. On the other hand, I have this from National Review quoting a prominent Democrat saying, uh, where is the quote? Um, that said they, they couldn't think of a single person they'd spoken to in the last month who considers the possibility of Biden running again to be a real one. Wow. There's, there is zero chance he runs again. Zero. Wow. I'm telling you. Hmm. Makes it pretty interesting. Yeah, this is just And then silly. it is, as Byron York wrote last week, um, the most up-in-the-air presidential election in practically ever on both sides. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That would be something. But- Joe Biden will not run for president again. Uh, so, gosh, you know what? We really don't have time to do the thing I was going to do. You want to jump in and do uh, some yeah, of your stuff right now? We got or, this text. And we can get back to the other thing. We got this text. Inflation has really hit home with me. I picked up my Thanksgiving turkey yesterday, which weighed close to 26 pounds, and it was $103.95. First of all, are you feeding the 101st Airborne 26 pounds? Are you sure that's a turkey and not a hog? That's a B-A-T right there. Yeah, it is. Big ass turkey. Are you kidding me? Holy cow. Here's what you do, folks. Turkeys are expensive. You buy three chickens, you sew them together. (laughs) Nobody will suspect anything. (laughs) You got a weird insect-looking six-legged turkey. Everybody will be fine. Um, uh, Yeah, everything's more expensive. Um, On the COVID, we got this text. How is it we had no vaccine in 2020? We do in 21, but we have more deaths in 21 than 2020. Who can explain that? I guess the Delta variant is what yeah, explains it. The Delta it. variant is incredibly uh, uh, contagious. Like I said yesterday, if the Delta variant had been the original variant, how many millions of people would have died in this pandemic? It would have been a lot. I mean, it would have been a we're all scared in our homes sort of thing, Like unlike what this was. Although, my friend, it's a, it's a perfectly reasonable question. I don't mean to dismiss it. it you sounded dismissive. Well, I, I apologize deeply and humbly. Uh, if you were to say, isn't it incredibly disappointing and awfully surprising, given the prevalence of the vaccine that we've had more deaths in 2021? I'd say, yeah, yeah, it is. There well, are certainly. still uh, uh, like something like 100 million people in America who are not vaccinated, though. So, you know, and some of those have so-called natural immunity, but this bastard can kill you even if you have quote-unquote immunity. It's not complete immunity. It's enhanced immunity. Did you hear about the dyslexic occultist? Sold his soul to Santa? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I heard that yesterday and thought it was funny. It is funny. (laughs) That's why you thought that. Um... Uh, I'd like to congratulate you for getting through the phrase dyslexic. See, I didn't. (laughs) Occultist. Dyslexic occultist. Yeah, you practice it once or twice. That is the key to that joke. Because if you stumble on it, the Thomas Jefferson statue is now finally out of the New York City Hall so we can all feel safe after 187 years of Thomas Jefferson looking over the city council there in New York City. He is now gone, so thank goodness we are all safe from the menace of the guy who wrote the Declaration of Independence. Shame on you, New York. What a horrible, idiotic idea. Shame. 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 And uh, the full count is now in on that guy, Daryl Brooks, who drove through the parade crowd and killed people and injured people. Uh, He's been charged with crimes 10 times in the last 20 years. 
not counting disorderly conduct and traffic offenses, of which he had many, and was free on inappropriately low bail. Some say. Yeah, I'd say so. Multiple violent felonies. He was out on $1,000 bail. And the Milwaukee DA's office, or I'm sorry, the uh, Waukesha DA's office says, yeah, that was too low. Uh, We shouldn't have let him out. Part of it is, and I had this experience with the guy that accosted my family, who's now in prison, and uh, I did my own personal research on this dude, because there was not enough time for other people to do it, I guess, Um, come up with him doing horrible crimes in Utah, in Oregon, in Hawaii, in Washington State. A lot of these times, these people travel, and that's kind of how they deal with it. And I guess other counties or cities or states are just like, fine, he doesn't live here anymore, get him out of here, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of these scumbags that do horrible things, they've, they've been doing it all over the country or all over your state and they just managed to stay out of jail. Well, right. This guy actually had a couple of, uh, warrants in, was it California? Like Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. He's a monster. He was a career criminal, woman beating, violent Monster tried to run over his uh, his child's mother. He's out on a thousand dollars bail. Gotta keep people because like of this. bail reform. Bail reform. Plus, he might get sick in jail. Might get yeah. the COVID. So we gotta put him on the street. Until I see statistics to prove me wrong, I say we need more jails. The whole talk of defund the police and close our jails and build schools, not prisons. We need more jails. Yeah. Here, here. You need. You know how many jails, jail cells you need? Enough to house all the scumbags that are going to commit crimes like that. That's how many you need. I uh, I saw the, uh, the 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 change in California law. One of the inf- infamous propositions that passed that decriminalized crime. It was characterized whether it was the L.A. Times or the San Francisco Chronicle as measures that were passed to decrease the costs of incarceration. You know what the costs of incarceration ought to be? Enough to incarcerate all the criminals. Self-evident, unless you're deluded by your wackadoodle ideology. Now, we need to wrap it up so I can get to the COVID stuff, but a friend, and I'm not going to identify him for his own good, just texted this. What about the dyslexic agnostic insomniac? Okay, this is a tough one. I got to think about that for a second. Dyslexic dyslexic agnostic insomniac. Okay. Who'd lay awake at night wondering if there's a dog. Gotcha. <laughs> That's, to make fun of that reading difficulty is beneath all of us. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. So, reaction to the mandates, the crackdowns, the COVID, uh, you know, forced jabbings around the world. Around the world, you're not hearing about it much, but it's going on and it's huge. Is it proof? That there are natural rights. That is my half-baked, huh. half-baked thesis. I will lay it on you next. Stay tuned if you have to tune out. Grab Armstrong and Getty on demand at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Third down and four. Gronk's in there. Brady going to run for it. Right down the middle of the field, and he slides down. Tom showing off the wheels tonight. Pickup of 11. That was freaking unbelievable if you didn't see it. I'm in a Mel's Diner with my kids eating, and I never, I don't watch sports anymore, but 
looking up at the TV, and Brady goes for it and runs up the middle, just takes off, and doesn't slide until he gets the first down. I mean, mm-hmm. he had the full head of steam standing upright. He gets hit, you know, he's a, he's in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. He's 56 years old. You know, I've kind of drifted away from the NFL myself, but uh, for some reason I was kind of uh, chilling out uh, last evening, and I thought, yeah, the goat's on TV, maybe I'll see how he's doing. If somebody had told me, that Thomas Brady was a 24-year-old phenom. Yeah. And I watched yeah. a solid quarter of the game. I'd 100% believed it. Oh, sure. His, his arm strength, his speed, his mobility in the pocket, everything. I like the interesting stat they do every game now where they show how many players were born after he started in the NFL. Players that were born after he started playing in the NFL. That's just incredible. 22-year career? Yeah. Yeah, stunning. In the most violent game there is. Crazy. Uh, so, um... I just thought this was really interesting and worth sharing with you. Uh, a couple of, uh, first of all, notes and tweets and stuff like that. Uh, Brett Weinstein, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, either know his actor or you don't, uh, tweeted, COVID-19 is serious. That makes it the perfect authoritarian excuse. Mandates aren't about controlling the pandemic. They're about controlling people. What for? We don't know. But if we fail to block them, we'll soon find out. Notice how the news fails to cover a global resistance. And part of his tweet was a video from Rome, the protest against the vaccine mandates. It looked like a 100,000 people crowded together in the evening with their cell phones lighting up the uh, the landscape. It was an enormous rally. Yeah, enormous. I heard I heard the one in um, in uh, Vienna, Austria the other day because they're shut down now. 40,000 people were on the streets just that first day. You're absolutely right. There should be more coverage of these giant political protests that are happening around the world against the shutdowns. They, they don't get much coverage because most of the media uh, is in agreement with the shutdown. There's no doubt about that. Huge, huge protests in the Netherlands. There was there were crazy violence in Rotterdam. Uh, the police actually sh- squeezed off some shots. I think it was more or less warning shots. Um, but uh, there's a list of countries across the European Union where they've had enormous uh, uh, demonstrations against either vaccine mandates or various crackdowns and 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 mandates that people stay home, travel restrictions, that sort of thing. And uh, to their credit, the Washington Post is writing about this, although they use words like anti-vaxxers and stuff like that. I don't think you're necessarily, quote-unquote, an anti-vaxxer if you don't like a mandate. Um, uh, but uh, this paragraph is honest. The outburst of anger, particularly in Europe, a place American liberals often look to as a beacon of progressive values on climate change, social benefits, and universal health care, illustrates just how challenging it may be for rich nations now flush with vaccines to overcome vaccine hesitancy and push closer to near total coverage rates. Uh, 64, uh, well, that's not that interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, we also got this note from uh, Paul, longtime listener, over 20 years. Thanks very much, Paul. Has uh, left beautiful Sonoma Valley, California, ended up in Melbourne, Australia. In Victoria, that's the state, we're approaching 95% vaccination. However, our fascist government has imposed the strictest lockdown slash mandates in the world. The unvaxxed can only go to essential shops like food and medical treatment or to get vaccinated. The unvaxxed are not allowed to work outside the home. My wife is no longer allowed to go into her own business that she's been running you for 12 plus years. You can't go to work if you're not vaccinated. You have to stay in your house. Wow, that is something. The government has employed hundreds of inspectors that go around to businesses to validate the vaccination status of every employee. We've gone from one of the freest cities in the world to one of the most oppressed in the space of 18 months. I wish we were still living in corrupt California. 
he wow. writes. Now that's a statement. If uh, you can believe that. They must have harder to fake vaccine cards than we have in the United States. Yeah, or or something. Uh, I think we may be the perfect guys to be talking about this. As A, great believers in liberty and natural rights. Uh, and B, as guys who don't really see any problem with the vaccine. I had no hesitancy whatsoever. I happen to have a handful of friends who are doctors. They were absolutely unanimous. No, it's safe. It's great technology. It's really it's a it's a terrific breakthrough. I got it as soon as I could. I wouldn't worry about it. But on the other hand, when I run into somebody, and I do regularly, uh, who said, no, I didn't get the vaccine. I'm not getting that thing. I don't think about it for a second. Okay, fine. You do you. Do you. I mean, I just it doesn't make me mad or happy or anything. Just I did. You didn't. And I we don't even talk about it. Yeah, I think it's interesting, and I think some people are misguided, or maybe they have bad information, but I feel zero need to compel anybody to do anything. And yeah, I understand how vaccines work and pandemics work and the rest of it. It's just too dangerous to gra- to, to, to give government this tool because of the dangers of the COVID. You know, there were pre-existing for many years guidelines on different uh, severities of pandemics, different uh, transmission rates and fatality rates and that sort of thing. And this falls into a moderate pandemic. And the the powers that were given to government on that scale were actually quite modest. But for whatever reason, in the 21st century, we've decided to empower governments around the world to do anything they want. And you see people in all cultures, all countries saying, this is not right. I'm rejecting it. I think it's they're expressing their natural Our rights of liberty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tiffany's just revealed its most expensive diamond. It's called the Empire Diamond, and it costs about $30 million. Uh, that's right, a $30 million diamond. Meanwhile, all the $20 million diamonds are now part of Tiffany's cheap bastard collection. Wow. Yikes. You know who could afford one of those diamonds? Elon Musk, the world's richest man. And he had a back and forth with Jamie Dimon, one of the most powerful financial people in the world, of uh, J.P. Morgan yesterday. So uh, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan made some comments about Tesla stock and Elon Musk and that sort of stuff that Elon apparently didn't like and threatened J.P. Morgan with uh, Elon Musk tweeted out, I'll give you a one star review on Yelp if you don't stop that. (laughs) Just kind of a funny thing for the world's richest man to say. About criticism oh, one from of a the stock world's guy. other richest men, yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite world's richest man ever, I think. Elon oh, Musk. Sure. Just, he's having more fun with it, it seems, than uh, than a lot of your world's richest men. Your Rockefellers, your Carnegies, not known for their wackadoodle sense of humor. Or your Howard Hughes's growing their fingernails long and saving the urine in jars. You know, that's that's eh, not fun. Elon Musk is young. That's true. It's not too late for urine jars and long toenails. That's true. Young Howard Hughes was, uh, you know, uh, dating stars and building planes and all kinds of stuff. He ended up... Dashing sex symbol, exactly. Ended up crazy when he was old. Hunter Biden's back in the news. We ought to check in on this um, as it continues to be complicated. I don't know if anything will ever come of this, but check this out. 
Hunter Biden flew with his father, then vice president, to China in 2013. That trip and Hunter's ties to China are coming under renewed scrutiny. It seems complicated and shady and something that you would expect from Hunter Biden. Ten days after that trip, Hunter formed Bohai Harvest Investments, a private equity fund that, according to the New York Times, later helped a Chinese company acquire a cobalt mine in the Congo in Central Africa. Why does it matter? Cobalt is a scarce metal, essential for electric car batteries. In 2016, at the time of the purchase, the Obama-Biden White House provided $4.5 billion to help power electric cars, and today, President Biden wants to go entirely electric, making manufacturers dependent on the very cobalt mines his son helped sell to the Chinese. Classic case of graft once or twice removed. It's, it's, uh, that's an open and shutter to me. Oh, you, you close a deal, a gigantic Chinese deal for a cobalt mine weeks before your your dad is Veep and is his president, declare that uh, we're going to uh, provide ginormous subsidies for electric cars. Yeah, 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 that use lots and lots of cobalt, driving up the price and the uh, consumption of cobalt. Yeah, yeah, coincidence. Well, cobalt of all things. There are a lot of things they mine on Earth. We'll see if anything comes of any of that. Um, speaking of financial, uh, organizations, uh, one of the big bosses at Morgan Stanley says, and this might be good advice to all young people, no matter your line of work. Um, the, uh, managing director of Morgan Stanley, the big financial firm said to young bankers, you're nuts. If you're not in the office, if you don't have a spouse and kids and you're young and, uh, you know, mostly don't have to worry about the, uh, the COVID you're between 21 and 35, you're nuts to not be in the office for helping your career out. I, it, certainly in that field, I would agree. I think yeah, maybe I just, lots of jobs. If, you, if you're staying home just because it's convenient, and you're like, well, that's basically what he says. If you're staying home because you are get to be in your stretchy pants and don't have to drive and stuff like that, get in the workplace, man. That's the place to be. Learn from other people, just the things you pick up from being around. Be seen more by the bosses. Sure. Oh, man, as a, as a young up-and-comer, yeah, 100%. Uh, we talked about this some yesterday, but I'll read this here. The debate over working from home has roiled major banks on Wall Street at Goldman Sachs. Most Big Apple staff were required to be back at their desks in June. J.P. Morgan Chase brought back staff in July with the goal of keeping 10% of the company's workforce at home permanently. I don't know how they decide which 10% stays home permanently. but Every business in America, practically, is trying to figure out the mix of this. What's most productive you know, what the hiring problems going on right now. Can you keep employees if you're going to make them come back to work? Employees themselves. I talk to people around here whenever somebody drifts in and I say, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a year and a half, which is weird. <laughs> you work here. <laughs> you work here still, and I work here still, and we haven't seen each other in a year and a half, which is right. crazy. But whenever I talk to everybody, it's it's a, people are having trouble figuring out themselves if they think it's better to be here or not. It's not, yeah. it's not a clear-cut thing either way. Well, I remember talking to one of our coworkers, I guess it was a couple of months ago, but she was saying, you know, I came in for several days and it was like, there's nobody here. There's yeah. nothing happening. What am yeah. I doing? Yeah, exactly. That's one of the problems is I think you have to get some sort of uh, critical mass going or you don't. You, you, you heard this and you're, you know, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to start putting on my uh, my hard shoes or my high heels or whatever. And I'm going to go in the workplace and you come into the workplace and you sit in the big cubicle area and there ain't another person there. And you think, what the hell <laughs> am crickets. I accomplishing? Yeah, I feel like that sometimes too. 
shaving and putting on real clothes, and I come in here and I walk around after the show, and there ain't nobody in this building. Nobody, not a human being. For years, you well, several years, you, you dressed very, very casually at work. Well, oh, I, was, I, it had, I was, I it had gotten out of hand. Well, and I would never dream of being seen without a collared shirt. And now we've kind of changed roles. I just don't care. <laughs> it, it got out of hand. I really looked like a street person most days. I came to work, and it's just so most days I show up uh, in in uh, a tank top and my jorts. I can be funny about the news, <laughs> jorts. And... In my my tank top and my jean shorts. Exactly. Cut off uh, myself, obviously. And I've now worn a suit every single day without missing a day for two months? Longer? Three months? I don't know. How long? Uh, We're actually compiling a... uh, a, a, We take a picture every single day. Hanson takes a picture of me every single day in a (laughs) variety of poses and places. And eventually, when we get enough of them, we're going to post them as kind of like a... I don't know what. A tribute to the suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I asked him not to take any pictures of me. I went a little Daisy Duke with my jorts. Your I, jorts? I cut them too short. I got some cheek hanging out. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Cheek hanging out of the jean shorts. Yeah. Can be fantastic. Cannot be. Depends on who you are and how they fit. You know, young bankers, here's one more piece of advice. You can always cut more off. Yeah. So air to the side of not quite enough. Exactly. It's like hair. To the ash cheek history. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. McCain. Senator, sir. I'm about to talk about the looting. Hopefully there's no looting going on in your area or near your home, but if it does happen, it'd probably be a good idea to have Simply Safe set up. It is the best home security system of 2021 according to US News and World Report, and you can set it up yourself in a short amount of time. And don't be intimidated uh, intimidated by that. It's super super easy. And it's a, a comprehensive system with sensors, indoor and outdoor cameras, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. But now especially, it's a great, great value. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over 100 bucks. And right now, because you know us, 50% off. 50% off. Act quickly. That won't last. Yeah, so these are the biggest discounts of the year. Do not wait on this. Go to simplysafe.com, click around, customize it for your home. It comes to your home. You set it up yourself. It's pretty easy. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You get 50% off your entire system for using that code. Check it out. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Speaking of billionaires having fun, Jeff Bezos, who for some reason I don't like, and I don't even have any idea why. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Do I have a reason and I don't remember it, or did I just, it's, I just get a vibe from him? Amazon is a brute. It's a gigantic, powerful brute that crushes everything in its path. Maybe that's it. I he didn't like know. how he treated William Shatner when he got off. He just kind of blew him that off. That was his girlfriend. That was his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Um, the Washington Post has been insufferable for uh, up until like a month ago. So uh, he owns that. Anyway. My daughter worked for Amazon, and, and the conditions were brutal. They were really crazy. By first world standards. Jeffrey Bezos is going to shoot another celebrity into space. This time it's host of the Good Morning America show, uh, Michael Strahan. So uh, going to have to put an extra booster on there. He's a very big man. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer Michael Strahan will be shot into space for some reason. All right. Is there a reason he finally. picked him? <laughs> Do I know that? Finally, finally, Michael Strahan in space. Yeah, it's okay. And I watch this, I kind of, kind of, I'm on the West Coast where uh, we are on the West Coast where the shoplifting is just as rampant as it can be. If you haven't seen the videos 
of the storming of the fancy stores in San Francisco. I mean, if you've ever been to San Francisco as a tourist, you've been to Union Square and seen the fancy stores. Well, nine of them got robbed to the tune of a million dollars on Friday night. When, what do they think, 80 people showed up and just ran in the store, started smashing windows and taking stuff? With crowbars and bats and bear spray and and whatever. And they've done a couple other towns in the area in recent days also. Yeah, it's the latest in quite a string of these things nationwide. But yeah, California's completely melting down. So I'm kind of interested in looking at the East Coast news about it. The Washington Examiner has shoplifters are taking advantage of more lenient prosecutors. True. Overstretched police forces. True. And local laws, true, to clear shelves of goods that they then attempt to sell, often online. Some stores have responded by simply shutting their doors, as we've talked about. Whatever it is, 17 Walgreens that just shut down, just don't exist anymore. But, um, yeah, all those things, lenient laws, police forces that are stretched thin and not backed up by DAs. So what's the point of trying to arrest anybody anybody, anyway? And cultural changes where it's not humiliating for your entire family that you're a thief, for instance. Yeah. I love this headline from the USA Today, which really ought to be uh, renamed the LCD today because it's written for the lowest common denominator. Here's your headline. After Nordstrom robbery in California, will other retailers be next? Experts say yes. (laughs) You had to ask an expert? I'm an expert on idiots. You're one. So the mayor of San Francisco has decided to close off the roads around Union Square, the streets, so that a whole bunch of vehicles can't pull up and uh, rob them. That's a pretty, if again, if you don't know that area, but the traffic around there is just insane. And uh, if I'm the store, I'm thinking, you're not going to let people drive in front of my store and park. And, uh, and also... You know, it seems like a weird symptom to to check off. How about we start arresting people and punishing them for these kind of crimes? How about we do that? Yeah, yeah, it's incredibly disappointing they have to do that. I think it's probably a good precaution for this Christmas season. On the other hand, I'm picturing the area and all the parking garages around there, and I don't know, I guess you, you don't park there. You park, you know, 15 minutes away and get a cab or something. Or you'd shop somewhere else, which a lot of people or will decide to do. Or you shop somewhere else, right. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. I mean, it's just so crazy that these that these things are happening. And everybody's like, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Let's go back to the way it was our whole lives, where this sort of thing didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I have more information on this. We can talk about it more later. But, yeah, stores have policies. Yeah, don't chase, don't intervene, just... Just be quiet, oh. stand there with your hands folded, and let them steal anything they want. I was trying to explain this to my kids yesterday, and they just it was hard to explain to them because it didn't make any sense to them. Because it doesn't make sense. Um, their view of the world and everything I've taught them, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me that we're allowing this to happen. But we're at a restaurant, and there's not a lot of people in this restaurant yesterday, a little diner. And there's a obvious street person a couple booths away eating. And my kids are scared of street people because we've been accosted by them several times. And so they really had their eye on this woman. She ate her meal and she got up and she went out the door. And then the uh, the people that worked there were kind of like, did she just leave? Yeah, she just left. And somebody kind of shook their head. And uh, my son said, are they going to do anything? He said, no, no, you can't do anything. There's all kinds. And then we went through how the, 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 the there's no penalty for that kind of a crime. They've lessened it to something that it's nothing. They're not going to prosecute that kind of crime. And because of the lawyers, there's nobody there at that diner that's being told you should chase that person down and try and make them pay for their meal. 
Because if they claim they got hurt, they're going to sue you for way more than the 20 bucks they owe you. So, yes. And he said, so we could do that? I said, yeah, we could. We're not going to because we're not thieves. But, yeah, we could just walk out the door and nobody would do anything. Nothing would happen to us. Yep. It's crazy. Keep adopting. Keep implementing those progressive policies. See how you do, friends. Every time we talk about this, we get texts from people that work at various retail stores say, oh, yeah, we got a guy. We call him uh, Jimmy the Beer Guy or something like that. Walks in every single day, gets a 12-pack, waves, and walks out the door. And we let him walk out every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just insane. Where will this end? Experts know. say in chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say so. You know, you got any solutions or know any more about it or anything else? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The U.S. birth rate has now declined for the sixth straight year, which means we may not have enough population growth to keep the future economy afloat. Specifically, the daytime talk show economy. You are not the father because you opted to use your 30s to pursue a second master's. Hey, good for you. The anti-baby trend... Anti-baby trend looks to continue because a record number of adults who don't have children say they're not going to have them, according to a survey which asked, thinking about the future, how likely is it that you will have children someday? That survey conducted by the New England Journal of (laughs) Mothers-in-Law. It's a follow-up to their landmark study, who's going to drive me to the airport? (laughs) When asked why they're unlikely to have kids, 56% said it's because they just don't want them. For some reason, these people prefer sleeping, drinking, sex, extra income, nice furniture, weekend plans, and having more than 30 seconds to poop. Unsurprisingly, that is actually all the parents clapping because they know that joke is true. Unsurprisingly, a lot of folks also felt it would be too difficult to raise kids because of medical issues, economic or financial reasons, and the spiraling costs of childcare, healthcare, and education. And most compelling of all, how hard it is to get their little shoes on. We're already late! Why are there suddenly no bones in your entire body? Forget it! I'll put them on in the car and I'll drive with my feet! That's a great parent joke. Like trying to put saran wrap on a squid. <laughs> Putting yeah. your little shoes on. Uh, I'll, I know we got more stats on this, but I'll say what I always say about this. I don't believe these are conscious decisions being made by a civilization to stop having kids. I believe there's something going on bigger that, that it, it, you know, you think you're making the decision, but you're not. You don't. Well, people saying we don't have kids. I believe that. You don't. You're not. You're not being compelled by your body to have kids. But I don't think I think that's outside of your control. You think it's somehow instinctive, like yeah. the, 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 there's an overpopulation of deer, so they yeah. reproduce yeah. less. I absolutely believe that, one hundred percent. I don't believe it's individuals deciding I want to do this, this, or this. I just I don't believe that. Too many stresses or something like that. I've always thought it was pathetic people who say I couldn't bring a child into this world because the world's better than it's ever been. You yeah. cowards. Um, on the other hand. 
I think there's probably something to your theory. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know enough about it. I wonder if we have any like evolutionary biologists listening. I think right now to- you can, you can do better than us. But uh, if you're listening, uh, email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. What do you think? I'd bet a million dollars if I had it on on my first theory. The second one is just a guess. I don't know, but I think it's got to do with affluence and security and stuff. That we, the, the lack of striving as a species is just not there. The need is not there. I I think. Yeah, but I, don't. I wonder if we have a sense of whether we're needed to keep the species going and people Maybe. have this instinctive feeling that they, they're not needed. I wonder. The drop is amazing, though. Um, uh, women between the ages of 1849, men between 1859 who said they're not parents were asked the question, thinking about the future, how likely is it you will have children someday? In October, 26% of them said very likely. That's a six-point drop from 2018. Well, God, and if you go down to back to 1918, that would number would have to be what? 90%? 98%? Something like that. Yeah, very, very high. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Meanwhile, the share of Americans who answered not too likely in 2021 grew 5% in the last three years to 21%. And then I think it's self, uh, kind of becomes a self-perpetuating thing. In that, you know, you're, the people around you aren't having kids. Um, that's what your crowd is doing. And then I think it kind of grows from there. Sure, absolutely. When we were growing up, it was made clear to us not only, not verbally. In fact, nobody had to say it really. Well, they probably did come to think of it. But uh, both verbally and non-verbally, the things you observe, the greatest joys and rewards in life are family. That was the world we grew up in. Now, Stephen Colbert did a pretty good job, I think, of laying it out there. Pleasures and, and, and you know, leisure and furniture. He doesn't believe that himself, I know, because he's a Catholic that comes from a big Catholic family and has kids himself. But he, mm-hmm. he recognizes that's what his audience thinks. Yeah, yeah, interesting. You rarely see species change that quickly in this fundamental way. Yeah. If you miss an hour or you want to buy merch, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.